The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Wiggins has it with two Lakers down, 5-on-3. Wallace to the trailing dub, dances to the bucket and scores with the left-hand layup. Thunder a great job in transition. Have 23 fast break points on the night. Belt high snap. Prescott with plenty of time. Lops it in zone. Jake Ferguson covered by Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. Fergie into the end zone, and Dallas takes the lead in the fourth. Oway, the trigger man, left baseline. Looking. Alley-oop to Jalen Moore for the hammer. A rim rattler. Oh, he shook McCasland with that one. And the Sooners are 7-0. Final score tonight in historic McCaslin Fieldhouse. It's Oklahoma 107 and Arkansas Pine Bluff 86. Do you believe in that? All right, who's up? Hey, listen, everybody. So let's go and let's get started in here. Let's go. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. Toby Rowland, exactly, you're exactly right. Friday, 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 December 1st. It's beginning to look a lot like December. T-Row in the morning show time here on the Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Toby and TJ with you, A1 and Turkey Bacon. Sooners win last night on the hardwood to stay unbeaten. Women in action tonight in the LNC. Cowboys rally late. The Dallas Cowboys, that is, to beat Seattle on Thursday night football. The OSU Cowboys, not as fortunate. OSU falls again. That's their fourth loss already in this college basketball season as highly ranked Creighton got them last night in Stillwater. Tiger back on the course. Thunder beat the Lakers. And a lot of other stuff for us to get into as we have reached championship weekend in college football, it's a big three hours here on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Thank you for joining us. Let's start by welcoming him in, folks. You know him well. You've been waiting for this moment all night. He is my very best friend in the entire world. He's a world champion. T to the J. Perry on the other side of the glass. Good morning, TJ. TJ looks pretty good, too. I can see TJ without a shirt on. That wouldn't be too bad. Good morning! Oh, Harry James Taylor. Yeah, I missed the HJT. What were that? What do we call those things? The HJT Chronicles. Oh, I can't remember. Chronicles. What we call I don't know. HJT Daily Updates or something like something, that. Something. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Happy Friday, my Happy friend. Happy Friday, my friend. Is that what we're doing? Is that, today? What, we're gonna, is that what we're going to do? No, no, uh, no, no. no. Goodbye. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, What's up? Nothing. What's up? Nothing? Nothing. How was your Thursday? Uh, it was good. It was good. 
good. Had fun Tell watching the game last it. night. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't go, huh? Well, no, I didn't have access to tickets. So, no, I wasn't a student or a oh. large money donor. So, we got excuses, yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, I'll be there Tuesday. Get off my back! Are you going Tuesday? Uh, I think so, yeah. I'm going Tuesday. Nice. Get you another hat? Another Cousin Eddie hat? Oh, I didn't think of that. I guess I could, yeah. Yeah, load up on him, man. Give him away his Christmas gifts, you know? <laughs> I do that. Katie, you've got uh, 21 under the tree now. Uh, tell me about your Thursday. Uh, that was really it. I mean, it was a gloomy, kind of a rainy, kind of spitting day, so there wasn't a lot going on. So. That was yucky out there, wasn't Yeah, it? yeah. So basically Oof. just hanging around the house and watched the game last night. And... It's a good hanging around the house day. Yeah. Did you make a pot of chili with beans last night? No, no, we just had uh, I just had some chicken last night, some chicken, and I made up some uh, fresh green beans, mm. put those in the air fryer. And, Ooh, uh, really? What did that do to them? Well, it kind of uh, crisps them up a little bit. They're delicious. Is that good? If you get them just right, you gotta you can't cook them too long. Uh-huh. Um, otherwise, they just disintegrate, you know. Um, but I put a little garlic powder, a little onion powder, a little pepper. Uh, huh. Some oil, mix it up in there, and then put it in the air fryer about three seventy-five. You know, be sure to shake it up quite often. You know, and uh, move them around, and then uh, they turn out delicious. Have delicious. you done this before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, every uh, well, once a month or so, I may throw some green beans in the old air fryer. Color me intrigued. Yeah. How about that? So um, kind of my evening. Okay. Well, you went healthy then. Yeah. Yeah. Just chicken and green beans and rice. Kind of a boring, bland meal. but It's not like the cold weather meal I was hoping for. You know, I was hoping that you had right. some beef stew. Well, you know I make my menu early in the week and buy everything early in the week. So I'm not going to run to the Stick store to it, and huh? buy other food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't expect you to do that. That would be <laughs> too much trouble. Yeah, stick to the plan, right? Uh, that's Stick right. to the plan. That's right. So eh, nothing too exciting to report for you. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. Did you enjoy that game last night? That was fun. Did was it come through the television as great as it was in person? So, yes and no. There were issues on the TV side of it, but it was so much fun. I just kind of, a couple of them you got used to really quickly. The lines threw me off at first. And I'm like, oh, man, they just went out of bounds. Right. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's the volleyball court. Yeah. And so that that took a minute. But once I realized it and and – Kind of the angle that was being shown on TV, the baskets would disappear at times because they sat on the lighter part of the court, and then they went and kind of blended in with all the white shirts. Uh-huh. So you would have trouble picking up the backboard and rim at times. Yeah. But I got used to that, too. Um, Could but, you tell that the, the atmosphere was oh, the, the students were all into it? And yeah, everything? it was awesome. It played awesome oh. on TV. Like, I wanted more shots. So great. Of, like, angles, like, of the ends and stuff. Like, the, especially, like, the uh, the overhang on the one end uh, towards the entrance where the concession stand you and stuff is. You couldn't show that. You couldn't show that. They were being vulgar. Well, up there. I know they were. But it was cool the couple of times they did, and they spun around the camera from the court at that angle. It was hey, just kids. a c- cool view. If we're going to have a students-only night, do not use the long balloons for vulgar purposes, okay? <laughs> At one point during a, a, a commercial break, I told uh, Kevin and Drake, uh, you know, we are massively outnumbered here. Like, there are, it's like 
a, a thousand to one student to adult ratio in this building. Yes. If they want to lock the doors, there's nothing we can do about it. The president's <laughs> in here. The athletic director's in here. They could take us all hostage and demand tuition prices drop, whatever they want to demand. Like they had every, they, they were in control last night. I did, uh, that may have been when that was that, uh, the longer timeout when the review was going on. When I told him that? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Uh, there was at one idea. point uh, during that I, review. I don't think I said it on the air. I don't think they, uh, they were looking at you, and Drake just laughed like you were the funniest guy in the world. I go, I wonder what he just oh, said I'm sure. There. Whatever I said was hilarious. Yeah. No, but it was great. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I said I want every game in McCaslin Fieldhouse. Yeah. Uh, I want it like that. I love how you're just on top of the court. It's the one thing I've always said about LNC. It was just designed weird. It just The fans sit too far back for me. It's a it's a it's a multi-purpose it's venue. A, it's a, it's a performing we, venue. We had yeah. uh, a performance we, venue. You know that was all the rage in the United States for sure. a while. We yeah. started building Riverfront Stadium and Three Rivers Stadium and all these uh, stadiums that could have both baseball and football in them because it made sense, right? It saved money. We started building these arenas that you could have concerts in as well as basketball games. That's what the Lloyd Noble Center is. And as time's gone by, we've decided, well, that's not what we want. We want a more intimate, uh, cooler environment. I, Camden Yards changed a lot of things, I think, in Baltimore. You know, they built a they built a stadium that was smaller but cooler, and everybody went, that's a great idea. Yeah. And we started going back that direction with everything. So not a single person, not a single man, woman, or child, except for maybe the Pine Bluff team left that arena last night and said, well, we should never do this again. It was awesome. Yeah, it was It was really cool on TV. I can only imagine what it was like uh, being inside there. So it, it it came across well. The students, you showed out. You showed out. Hats off. You did. You. Yeah. You did. And not only did they show out, like, I think they, got, they passed out, like, pixie sticks at the door or something. Like, they were into it, man. It wasn't just, hey, we got some popcorn and some free T-shirts, and he asked us to be here. Let's go hang out. Like, they were standing the whole time. It was like we were at Duke. Yeah. It it was it is a 25-point game, and they're chanting, and they're booing the refs, and they're uh, saying chants they probably shouldn't say, but they were into <laughs> it, you know? It was really, really awesome. It was. It was. The whole place started a Porter Moser chant with, like, two minutes left in the game. I don't know if you could hear that or not, but I could feel Porter. I could feel his like chest growing with pride. Like he was like, <laughs> it's like oh, the Grinch God. at the end when the heart explodes out of the chest. He walked out before the game, right? He he did the Porter does what ninety eight percent of basketball coaches do, which is don't walk out to the last second. And by that point, it was packed, and you could tell he walked out and looked around, and he was like, "Oh my God, this is so awesome!" And uh, yeah. Kudos to everybody involved. It's just a magical night. We will no doubt do it again. I I know there are people who wish they could have been there and couldn't. And I get that. Trust me, I get that. But like I told you yesterday, I think it is very cool if OU wants to start something that nobody else in the country does. If, if we want to be the place where we have once a year a students-only game, and that becomes our deal, you know? Or 
if we just want to tear down the LNC and make McCaslin Fieldhouse our home, I'm fine with that too. Now, there's some things you'd have to do to it to make that happen. But sure. It is such a cool building. It is such a cool It's too small. You'd have to go in and add a couple thousand seats somehow. But it is such it, a cool building. It's such man. a cool feeling. Like, it is even when you're in there for an event. But, like, the camera angle, obviously, that they showed from the opposite side of you guys, you've got that concession stand up in the uh, upper uh, left corner, and you just see people rolling up that are buying their popcorn or <laughs> getting their drinks it's or whatever. Hoosiers. It is so cool. Like, I just – there was times I was distracted from the game because I was looking at things like that, little nuances mm-hmm. in the – in the in, in the building, you know, and how uh, the crowd was reacting and what certain people were doing in the stands, it was, it was, a, it was a fun night of basketball. It really yeah. was. Yeah, kudos to everybody involved too. It was a great idea, but it 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 took an army to pull it off. You know, the facilities people and the administration and and uh, the students, obviously. But that wasn't an easy thing to pull off. There had to be a level of cooperation from even like the Big 12 and NCAA, because not everything is quite regulation and stuff, and so the officials had to sign off on everything. So it was, uh, uh, you know, an all-around very and, – and now they got a game tonight in the LNC, so that's a – there's people up all night moving stuff from McCaslin back to the LNC so they can have a game tonight over there. Um, so a lot of people did, did good work to make that happen, but uh, that's – you know, we had a game there in 2012. I called that game, mm-hmm. A&M Corpus Christi. It was nothing like that, man. No. It was cool. No, no, no. I it remember cool, it was yeah. cool, but it was nothing like that. And the and the difference was the student-only aspect to it. Like, they fully embraced it. They fully, like, and it was a bad weather night. Like, I was really worried when I showed up. I was like, dadgummit, why does the weather have to be like this tonight? And if you had taken, like, the Jenny Carlson pick one hour out from tip, you would have thought, oh, man, this isn't working. But they got there, and just awesome. Just a fantastic. I do want to explain one thing. I saw, I think it was Barstool Sooners or something like that, complained early in the game about the donors sitting in the seats across from the scorer's table. Mm -hmm. They should have had students sitting there. That was mostly all the McCaslin Fieldhouse greats of years gone by and their families who came back who were introduced at halftime. There were also some player families in there as well. Um, Now, I'm not saying there weren't some donors. I think, I don't know, but maybe there were. But that section was mostly, did they show at halftime them introducing Gar yes, Hurd yeah. and all the greats of years? Some of that, yeah. Ted Owens came back last night. Yeah. He's 94 years old. Awesome. So that's what that's who was mostly sitting there was these McCaslin greats of yesteryear and their families that all came back to be a part of that special night. It, it wasn't a whole section of, of donors. The only thing that I would suggest is next time put me in a striped sports coat Crimson and cream with a paper hat and a wood box, and I'll walk through the stands. Ah, get your popcorn! Popcorn here! Like that get your that's popcorn! A gr- that's a great idea. Really, that honestly, whether it's you or somebody else. <laughs> right. I, I, old time. Watching it last night, I was like, vendors. that's the only thing missing is like old time vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Porter said in practice he got out the tape measure and uh, <laughs> went Hoosiers. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, look, guys, the rim's 10 feet. 
Ollie, you uh, go to the free throw line. Measure that. <laughs> well, it was, you know, with the volleyball uh, court there. inside. It, it, I'm sure it took some getting used to for him. Very confusing. It was, it, you know, it took me, I don't know, three, four minutes into the game. And I'm like, all right, I think I've finally got my bearings about me. And I can see where the lines are now. And But, the, yeah, that first possession, I'm like, oh, no, what are they doing? <laughs> ran, ran right out of bounds. They, they did step out. Both teams stepped out on the side. Yeah, a lot M- more than normal. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were gonna do that permanently, which they're not, but if you were, you'd have to, you'd have to do a few things in there to make it work. Six nineteen in the morning. Uh, text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. Hey folks, coming up right in this first hour, six thirty five this morning. Cameron Black's gonna join us live. If you heard me on the show yesterday talking about it, you're not gonna want to miss this. Blind OU fan who has just gone through the experience of a lifetime. you got to hear this story coming up at 635 this morning. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Noble McIntyre and McIntyre Law bring you this 6 a.m. hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Your personal injury attorneys, product liability, accidents, they'll fight for your losses. Proven record of success. McIntyreLaw.com, 1-877-917-5250. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet, text line. Yeah, go ahead. Gunny says, uh, top of the morning to you lads. Basketball team was looking pretty good last night at McCaslin. Would you care to speculate on who may hit the portal and what position group is in the biggest need of portal help? Have a great day, fellas. Uh, we've switched hmm. to football. Uh, there, I, I was going to say, is that basketball portal questions <clears throat> or football? So I'm assuming that's Well, football. obviously I was busy last night, so correct me. Uh, if there's somebody who has been added to this, let me know. But Tawi Walker and... Yes. and- Jason, Jason Llewellyn, Llewellyn are the two I saw. Yeah. Okay. Neither one really a surprise. No. Yesterday, um, biggest need would be the two lines. Uh, defensive line, offensive line would be the two biggest needs in the portal. A tight end could use some depth as well. They're bringing in uh, the top tight end in America, but you're losing Stogner. You're losing Llewellyn. You could use some help there, and. Uh, Beyond that, I would say they could probably use a little depth at corner. They could potentially use another running back. You know, Tawi's gone. Major is gone. You're bringing in the number one running back in America uh, and a, another guy, but those are freshmen. So you might be okay at running back. You might be. Um, but the glaring... The glaring area I think they'll try to address is the is the D line and the O line. I, I would say that may be the case every year. That's the two areas you're probably yeah, sure looking to load up on in the portal. Well, I, in, in the SEC, certainly, yeah. anytime you can fortify the defensive line, you're going to try. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in the best defensive line class in many a moons, but they're going to be young and they're losing a ton of guys on this year's defensive line. Uh, so they need uh, they need depth, and they need old guys who can play right away. And there's the good news is there's going to be a ton of guys in the portal. So 
We'll see how it goes. you got to win the portal, Teach. You're going to lose some guys every year. That's a fact in this day and age. You're going to lose some guys every year. And quite frankly, you're kind of counting on it, you know? Like when you're doing the math, I think if you're Brent Venables or even Porter Moser, Skip Johnson, when you're doing the math, you're going, all right, let's be honest, five to ten guys are going to hit the portal off our team. Mm -hmm. Let's go get five to ten guys who are better than the five to ten guys we're losing, and that's a win, and that's what they got to do. And some of those, you know, even in a good way, the coach may go to that player and say, hey, look, your opportunities are probably going to be, you know, you're going to have better opportunities somewhere else. Just it's called processing. Letting yes, you know, yeah, <laughs> right. <It happens>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't get to listen and was un- uh, and only able to watch the last eight minutes of the game. But where was Godwin last night? This sick asked. illness. He had COVID. He uh, he he clears today, so he will be back for the Providence game on Tuesday. COVID. Mm-hmm. Huh. Who knew? What do you think? Nobody gets that. Nobody anymore? gets it anymore. Uh, good morning, Toby. Good morning, good TJ. Morning. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. I love the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Who is it? Is that mom? Thanks, uh, mom. It does say uh, mom here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, were the students chanting Porter Moser or Portal Moser? <laughs> I think it was Porter Moser. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Although he, uh, I know he doesn't like that nickname, but... It appears he has nailed it this year. Uh, he has nailed it this year compared to. I, I want to ask you this time a, last year. A question to ponder for later in the show. We don't have time right now, but we have gotten excited before about OU basketball in the non-con. Uh huh. And then it's come crashing down around us in the second half of the season. Is this team different? That's the question, okay? So it's, Ponder it. Okay, okay. Ponder it. Pondering it. Sam, ponder it. Because okay. I already pondered it last night. I'll ponder it some more. Mm. Um, a good morning, fella. Good morning. That was an awesome game last night, and if it takes that once a year to get the students more involved, then yep. let's do it. My only complaint is T-Row didn't have a headband on last night. The headband was working headband is he talking about like what uh rivaldo Torres and jv and mccullum were wearing i would assume so okay okay hmm. i'm not gonna wear a headband but i appreciate it toby hates headbands uh good morning guys hope you have a great day thank you you too uh that arkansas pine bluff team from last night a squad that the last two sooner teams would have struggled with Speak it into existence. This team is going to be the team to end the streak in Lawrence. Boomer. It's from J. Well, we did play him. We did play him last year and beat him by eight. So there you go. You know where, I don't know if you heard the, probably they said it on TV. So Pine Bluff has played um, Missouri and Minnesota and now us. Next, they go to Gonzaga. And then the game after that at national champion Connecticut, which that's a brutal schedule. And how about that flight? I mean, maybe they're going home in between the two games. I don't know. But Gonzaga and Connecticut, TJ, I don't know if you've looked at a map lately. They're not close. No. But 
very cool for those guys to get to experience all of that. That's some cool environments and arenas. Yeah. And then the McCaslin thing thrown in there is a little bit different than the It is cool. Too, and so. it's, it's cool for uh, the athletic director to get to cash some checks, too. So. Yeah. All right, let's pause right here. I know we got a lot more, but I want to give Cameron plenty of time. So when we come back, folks, you got to hear this. Cameron Black, blind OU fan. Wait till you hear this story. It's awesome. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, I can't wait for this. Um, Cameron Black lives in uh, Kansas, but he's a big OU fan. We've known each other for a while. He's communicated back and forth with us for a while. I'm just going to let him tell the story. Let's bring him on now. Cameron Black, good morning. How are you, my friend? T-Row, Boomer Sooner, buddy. How are you doing? Boomer Sooner. I'm great, man. Cameron, you sent me that story, I think it was a couple of days ago now. I got to tell you, man, it had me uh, crying. Uh, Watching the story you sent me was unbelievable. I had no idea you were doing this. But let's start here. Um, how'd you become such a big OU fan? Well, sir, uh, first of all, thank you so much for the the Rolling Stones intro music. I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Toby, I was uh, I was born and raised in Oklahoma. I I lived about 15 minutes from campus uh, for the first 16 or 17 years of my life, and. OU football, uh, it runs in my veins, buddy. It runs in my blood. Uh, my, you know, my father is a is a diehard, passionate OU fan. He lives and breathes for college football season, but specifically OU football. And you know, my grandparents were season ticket holders. My great grandparents were season ticket holders. Ironically enough, because of my condition, because of me being completely blind, when I lived in Norman. I could have cared less about OU football. No, no offense to any, anybody, um, and that's that's only because I thought that it was something unobtainable for me, something that I would not be able to be able to see, obviously. So I wouldn't be able to enjoy it or take it in or even know what's going on. So uh, fast forward 28 years, um, I I moved to Kansas City, and I started to explored the game of football because football was a language that people spoke in Kansas City because um, Kansas City is a big a big NFL city. We had the Chiefs. And I wanted to use football as a way to kind of fit into a new town. And I thought, you know, if I can at least learn the lingo a little bit and I can know enough about the sport where I can talk about it with a, with a monicum of intelligence – then I can have conversations with people, you know, on a bus or around the water cooler, so to speak, and was just astounded, you know, the piece of advice my father gave me. Uh, He taught me everything I know about football. My dad has forgotten more about football than most people know, especially (laughs) OU football. And he taught me all I know. And the piece of advice he gave me, he said, son, you should not – you should not watch football on TV. You're not going to get much out of it that way. He said, what you need to do is listen to it on the radio. He said, that is intended for people who are not looking at the game. Um, So I started doing that with the Kansas City Chiefs, and the voice of the Chiefs is a man named Mitch Holtis, and 
tremendous, tremendous play-by-play man, tremendous awesome. broadcaster. Yeah. And after I discovered that, it was not long at all before I thought, I'm going to start listening to, I can listen to OU football this way. I can listen to college football. And I turned on 107.7, the franchise, and there was T-Row. Well, you've been a you've been a uh, a loyal listener ever since then. I don't know if there's a broadcast that goes by that we don't uh, hear from you in some regard because you are a giant Sooner fan through and through, aren't you? Yes, sir. I don't miss a game. I don't miss a football game. And I, when the football is not going on, I try hard to tune into basketball. And I'm passionate about baseball, so I listen to the to the baseball games as well. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, tell us what unfolded here. Uh, you've been blind since birth, if I understand it correctly. Yes, sir. And an opportunity presented itself that it is remarkable. So tell us the story. Well, it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, I mean, the story honestly starts even earlier than that. When I when I moved to Kansas City and I got and I got just very uh, steeped in the world of, of Kansas City sports and football and uh, baseball primarily, um, I started writing a blog uh, just as kind of a way to interact with other sports fans online to uh, get chatting and get people talking, uh, and I just enjoyed doing it. And through that blog and through some other stories that were done about me um, in the newspapers and on TV, I got to meet with Mitch Holtis and do some projects with him. He's a super nice guy. And um through that and through the work that I do for the place I work for, Alpha Point, um, I was nominated the Blue Cross Blue Shield Chiefs Kingdom champion, and I got to throw out the ceremonial first pass at a Chiefs game. This was back in 2018. Awesome. Anyway, um, and I've recently, over the last couple of months, uh, thrown out the ceremonial first pitch at a Royals game. Wow. And, yeah, it's I, I, I love it. It's been a ton of fun. I'm tremendously blessed, T-Row. But these uh, Michelob Ultra, who is the uh, you know the beer brand who put together the documentary, they saw all this. They saw my blog. They saw the NFL special that was done on me, and they have been developing a technology over the last year or so that would make sports a more immersive experience for people who are blind and visually impaired. And they sought out someone that could kind of be the face of that and also act as a consultant to help them develop this technology. And they saw things that I had written, stories that had been done by me and about me, and they they sought me out. So for the last year, I acted as a consultant, um, giving them advice. They said they wanted to start with basketball. And... My thought behind that was because basketball, and you stop me if you disagree, T. Rowe, basketball is the most fluid of those three sports, football, baseball, and basketball. Absolutely. It never stops moving. And for a lot of fans, that's a good thing. For a blind or a visually impaired person, it can make basketball extraordinarily difficult to follow. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to start with that. So the technology that they developed – it was it was a mixture of things. They had what they called a haptics vest, and it was more than just a vest. Uh, T-Row, I mean, you've seen it there in the documentary. I wore a vest, and I wore I wore things on my arms and on my hands and on my feet. And um, 
they programmed the haptics to vibrate in different sequences and in different ways for when different things would occur during the game. You know, if a player made a layup, then my whole suit quickly vibrated twice. If a player made a three-point shot, I got what we call the triple ripple, and this <laughs> vibration went up and down my body three times. Uh, combined with that, they developed sound effects um, in these speakers, and I, I learned the language of those sound effects and learned what all of them meant. They had sound effects for three-pointers and sound effects for fouls and sound effects for turnovers and things like that. And then the way that I knew what players were doing what, uh, they had a refreshable Braille display, and it was connected via Bluetooth to one of those websites that is, you know, receiving live updates from the game. So popping up under my fingers in Braille was the name of the players and what what they just did, what they were doing, and scores and stats and everything. So with I was curious pieces, about that, Cameron. That's one thing I was – how does he know what player has the basketball? So that's a good yes, explanation. Sir. So they're hooking this suit up to you, and the intent is for you to now become the play-by-play announcer because you can feel and understand all this stuff, right? Yes, and that is what we ended up doing. This culminated in New York City in the NBA playoffs. It was game three. Uh, round one, I believe, it was Knicks versus the Cavaliers, and I was doing the radio play-by-play for the Knicks. And I was using the haptics, the sound effects, and the refreshable Braille display, and I called the entire two-and-a-half-hour-long game. You did an unbelievable job. You're a really good announcer, too. Uh, you, you thank, were, you, thank you, sir. You were hammering the dunks and the three points. I'm going to tell you, if it won't be offensive to you, as a no. tip of the cap, I would love to mix in a triple ripple every once in a while in my Please OU do. calls because <laughs> I think it's awesome, and I would love to kind of, you know, give a tip of the cap to you as well. How are your nerves? You had to be nervous, incredibly nervous. It's an NBA playoff game, right? You know, at the uh, yes, uh, leading up to it, I was just incredibly nervous. I was scared to death because I've never done anything like this before in my life. And there was just, there were so many people, there were so many moving parts, Toby, and so many people had come together to make this happen. And I just felt um, very pressured to deliver on that, and not because anyone made me feel that way. Nobody did. It was just because of the of the situation and the scope of it, I was incredibly nervous. But I will tell you, Toby, um, as soon as they as soon as they said go and as soon as I started, it all went away and I was just having fun. I was just <laughs> channeling my inner T row. <laughs> the moment that got me the most, I think, is when, when you finish the game, they're showing you calling the game and you're you're just killing it. And when you finish the game, they pull back and they show all of the dozens of people that are standing around watching you and they all start to cheer wildly. And I, I was, I just started crying. I was like, "What a moment!" I mean, you're you're performing in front of all these people, wearing this incredible technology, and getting to do something I'm sure you never dreamed you would get an opportunity to do. It was incredible, and what is even more incredible, Toby, is um, what we are hoping is going to 
come out of this. And if you have a minute, I'd, I'd like to expand Please. on it if you don't mind. Yeah, go. So they have taken this technology that they have that I used to call the game, and they have. I don't even want to use the term pared down because that's not necessarily what they've done, but they have compacted it into a a website that people that a a blind or visually impaired person can access or or anyone can access and what's going to happen is um whenever someone buys a ticket and goes into right now it's just in Madison Square Garden but their hope is that it's going to expand to the 26 out of the 30 NBA franchises that Nickelodeon Ultra sponsors but right now if you go into Madison Square Garden there is there is going to be a link that you can access and it will lead to a website. It is plug and play. It is extremely easy. You don't need to be real techno savvy to use it. But what is happening is they are going to have AI cameras that are capturing every single motion on the court, every motion of the ball, every motion of the players, absolutely everything. It is being fed into, into a cloud where it's all being processed and turned into data. And then that data is going to come out in people's ears, and the AI voice is my own. Wow. And wow. I, uh, yeah. So, so I am essentially going to be calling the games without even being there. <laughs> um, my AI voice will be calling the games, and they also um, have a lot of, like, NBA history loaded up into there, so I will be – I won't just be saying the movements of the players and the score. I'll also be giving interesting facts and and pieces of trivia and 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 things of that nature. That is going and when the game is not going on, you can actually still log on to it even if there's no game or you're not in the stadium and it will it is my voice giving kind of a tutorial about basketball and how I learned the sport and how I take it in. That is going to be available soon. I, I don't want to give dates because I'm not. I'm not. That's above me. <laughs> but it's going to be available soon at Madison Square Garden, and the hope is that it will be spread uh, throughout the 26 NBA teams that Michelob sponsors. Um, the other piece of news I received, um, and this is this is kind of unofficial. I, I got this from a from a reliable source last night. My mom. <laughs> we got a little breaking news coming here. I like this. Go ahead. <laughs> my my mother Toby is one of the most amazing women I've ever, I've ever known. She is a a TVI stands for Teacher of the Visually Impaired, and she is in Alaska. It's where my parents live, and my mother travels all over the state of Alaska. Um, she goes to villages where sometimes she has to sleep in one-room schoolhouses on an air mattress in 30 below zero. And she works with the blind and the visually impaired students in that community for one, two, three days at a time. So she's in the education field, and she passed around the documentary to some of her colleagues, and I guess it just kind of snowballed. And what she told me last night over the phone was that the documentary has made it into the hands of the National Department of Education. And they're extremely happy with it, and they want to do something with it involving schools all over the country. Uh, this is 
very much in its infancy. I just heard about this last night, so I, I really don't awesome. know what's going to happen with that. Man, I could talk to you for hours, and uh, I look forward to, to talking to you more in the future. But, uh, Cameron, I am uh, humbled, I am proud, and I am inspired by you, and I can't imagine what the other visually impaired people around the country who catch wind of this feel about you as well, how inspired they are. And, my friend, there are some triple ripples headed the way on uh, Sooner Radio <laughs> Uh, coming soon in honor of you. Uh, way to go. Just an awesome, awesome story, Cameron. We're proud of you, and we're proud that you're a Sooner fan, buddy. Well, Toby, you need to take a little credit, too, man. I just want to do for other blind and visually impaired people what you have been doing for me for years now. Mm. Cameron, have a great day, man. Thank you. you. Too, Toby. Thanks a lot. Right, you Boomer Sooner, buddy. Boomer Sooner. Oh, man. Uh, we need to take a commercial break. Incredible young man right there, and uh, if you haven't seen the story yet, I tweeted it out yesterday. Do yourself a favor. It's it's lengthy. It's 25 minutes or so, but it'll be some of the best 25 minutes you've spent. It's really, really cool. We'll be back. Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships to see the Fowler standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. This is what drives us every day. Fowler Automotive, a proud partner of OU Athletics. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row, in the morning show. McIntyre Law brings you this hour. Your personal injury attorneys, McIntyreLaw.com, 1-877-917-5250. It'll be a very short segment here, but worth it. Um, what a tremendous, absolutely incredible story. So you put out the link to that video last night on Twitter, or yesterday on Twitter, and I made the mistake at the beginning of the basketball game of clicking on it. <laughs> And I I got only like two minutes into it, and I said, I can't watch this right now. I'll have no idea what happened in this basketball game. I was I was captured from the opening seconds of that video. Just an absolutely amazing story. And did you finish it? Not yet. Not yet. I've not. Okay. I, I, that's on the uh, agenda for today. So yeah. Um. Well, I highly recommend it. Obviously, and I mean, it's a great story if he is. Just a fan of, you know, anybody. But the fact that he's a Sooner fan makes it even more special. And, man, just so inspiring. So inspiring. Top of the hour break. We'll be back.